Hello and a warm and fuzzy welcome to season two of the Freedom Found podcast. I'm so thrilled to kick off this new year and new season with you because we have got so much positive feedback about season one that we took everything you loved, like quick yet tangible episodes, walk away and implement strategies, and even personal insights into travel and living an alternative lifestyle, and we've made season two even more impactful for you. So first, before we go into anything, I just want to take a moment and I want to say thank you from the deep, deep recesses, bottom of my heart, thank you, because this podcast wouldn't be what it is without you tuning in, listening, sharing, reviewing, and engaging with it on a regular basis. I am so, so glad to have found a platform to deliver long-form free content to help you get inspiration, hear from someone who's been there, and take next steps in building your dream life too. So I really appreciate every moment that you take to spend with me here in Freedom Found Podcast and to continue to be a part of this community. Thank you so, so much. Love you so, so much. So in season two, we're amplifying everything. Reader-inspired topics that you've asked us about, incredible industry-leading guest experts, just wait for them, seriously, and sharing more avenues at all price points, including free, for you to continue to learn from the KC brand. So hop on over to your podcast app and follow or subscribe to make sure that you know as soon as a new episode drops, it also means the world for our growth if you take just 30 seconds and leave a review because this teaches the podcast algorithm to show Freedom Found Podcast to more listeners looking for actionable and inspiring content just like you. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Now, without further ado, I am pumped to dive into today's topic because I've decided to start a little tradition over here. Last year, many of you reached out saying you enjoyed hearing my story in the original first episode of this podcast and how I got started in entrepreneurship. So this year, I thought it'd be really fun to then dive into the next phase of that story. So I'm going to recap the first year of business for you, aka everything that helped me and led me to hitting six figures in just 14 months. This is an extra special topic for me too, because we're about to come up on our two-year business anniversary. So stay tuned for everything I have learned in the last 24 months, because that's coming out next. And it's a major time of reflection into the choices that I've made, the decisions that I've made, both good and bad, that have impacted where the business has grown in the last two years. And I'm just so excited to share that with you, and I'm going to start off that journey by recapping year number one for you here, and I hope that you can take insights away from steps that I took, what I implemented, and take those and use them and develop them in your own business so that you can get closer to your goals as well. 
So for some context, let's kick things off with a quick flashback. In the year 2019, I was wrapping up an eight-year career as an elementary school teacher, and that sort of kick-started because in 2012, I graduated university with my license, and at that point, I already knew I did not want to follow a traditional path and stay at home and just work a job, the same job, and just kind of see my path laid out for me very definitively for my future. I wanted a little bit of uncertainty, a little bit of adventure. I wanted to get out and I wanted to see the world, something I didn't get to do much of when I was younger. So I entered into the international teaching world, which led me to live and teach in places like Romania first, where I met my partner, Dale, then Australia, where I did my master's degree, Singapore, Myanmar, Germany, and then Singapore again. So it was a lot of travel, a lot of being exposed to new cultures, and there was so much good that came with it. But at the same time, what was sort of boiling under the surface that a lot of people didn't see was the stress, the politics. And in my last post as an international teacher, I was working in a really toxic boys club atmosphere where they had brought me in as a quote unquote fix to their sexism issues. I was supposed to be balancing out and solving this problem that was the boys club culture there which took an extreme toll on my health and my well-being while I was there. And maybe you can relate to that, either that specific situation and how hard that can be to be a female in a very male environment where you're not really listened to, not appreciated, not respected. Or maybe you can relate to the idea of working in a job like that's incredibly stressful, never-ending, you started out thinking it was the dream job. That's what it was for me is I started out thinking this is it. I have landed the best of both worlds. I can teach and build this career and I can travel and I can see places. And then slowly over time realizing that isn't actually what you wanted and it wasn't a healthy environment and it wasn't something you could stay in long term. I then found a loophole in my teaching contract and I quit after hearing about people working as freelance copywriters online. I'm not even kidding you. I read about it in a blog. And if you've listened to my episode that I recorded with Dale at the end of 2021 about leaving everything behind and moving to Mauritius, that all happened because of something we read in a blog as well. So apparently I make major life decisions off of hearing what other people are doing and just freaking going for these blog ideas. So flash forward to March 2020 when I officially kicked off the Casey brand. That was just under two years ago, and so much has happened since then. And what I want to do is dive into this first year in business, because I don't know about you, but by the end of it, I felt like I just got an MBA in modern online brands that no one teaches you about in university. So now when I first started out online, I knew I wanted to approach things from a business owner perspective versus a freelancer perspective i.e. I didn't want to be an order taker. I didn't want to be somebody who had a bunch of clients and just continued to feel like I was working for somebody else versus having my own business. I really wanted to grow my skills in a way that allowed me to bring my strategy, bring my expertise to the table with my copywriting and messaging clients and be that consultant, be that go-to for them. Yet, and it's so interesting to look back because you have that hindsight even though I really set out to grow as a business owner, being autonomous, being independent, 
I now can see that I ended up embodying that order taker. So here's how this really broke down. In the first three months of business, we're going to call this phase one, first three months from March to June 2020, I was focused primarily on establishing my brand, becoming known, and growing my own warm audience. Like, that was, I knew, key for me to start getting clients. I didn't really have anybody I could reach out to in my network. I couldn't reach out to in-person networking where we were. So it was very important for me to establish myself online. And I did this through my signature trio of email marketing, brand authority, and Lux client experience, which is so, so key. If you have not done those already, I recommend you start there. Something you'll hear me talk about all the time because it's so important and not just in the first year of my business, but those things continue to be so pivotal in the trajectory and growth of the brand going forward. So during that time, I also simultaneously was focusing on landing my first few clients. Hands up if you have been there. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you were there, you know, last year, year before, five years ago. You remember the feeling of trying to find your first clients when you don't have anything established yet. So I wanted to also find my first clients and practice my copywriting skills as much as I could. I was a brand new copywriter. I had never done that before, aside from writing some copy for schools here and there in capacities that I hadn't had formal training. And I had a bit of a background as a writer through college and other experiences, but it wasn't something that I had done professionally before. However, all that said, I really wanted to be one of the best. I am a bit of a perfectionist. Shout out to other perfectionists out there. And so I set out to say, okay, I'm going to try to find my first clients, but I'm also going to be building my skill set as much as I can to better myself so that I can continue to grow and develop that. Now, about two months into business, I landed my first client and holy smokes, was I like freaking pumped. She was a $97 website audit client from my email list. So shout out to your email list prioritize that. Even in the beginning, even with a small audience, you can still get clients, sell your offers from your email list. Then I got a few more of those. So I sold, I believe, maybe five, six, seven website audits in the first couple months in business. And even though that was a really low cost offer, it wasn't really going to pay the bills. That was a foundational point for me, a point for me to be able to get good testimonials, start creating relationships with clients, start to refine my process, and also, again, start to refine my skills. And then I also got a referral from a networking event that I took part in that landed me my first large project. So that came like end of May-ish. And I was going to craft copy for their funnel, which included sales page, landing pages, and lots of ad copy. And I was so, so excited for this. I felt like this was my big break. I was doing it, throwing myself in the deep end. I was going to learn as much as I possibly could and deliver the very best job that I could. Looking back, though, I can tell you in all honesty, that project broke me. I can picture it so perfectly right now because that I think that you have these key moments in your life where memories imprint in you and you can just transport yourself back there. And this is one of those times for me, like I can picture it right now. I was sat up at midnight holding my head in my hands while tears slid down my cheeks onto the keyboard and I felt completely lost. It was my seventh day working in a row on her project, 
and I calculated that I was earning less than $10 an hour once I added up all the time that I spent on it, which in the beginning, when I quoted the price, it seemed crazy. It seemed outrageous to me, but I know now that it was below low industry standard prices, below, below, below that. And so at the time I thought, okay, well, I'm growing my my skill set and I was getting good results as we implemented pieces of her funnel and then she came back and she continued to want to work with me, which was a good sign and we were having some good results, but I was working around the clock. It was never ending. It was constant and I knew I had to make a change. And up until that point, I thought my only problem was the amount that I was charging, right? Like I'm working so much, I should be paid for how much I'm working. So after that point, with each new project that I added to my positive results and experiences, I increased my rates. And that felt good to me because I didn't want to just go and start charging industry standard rates when I didn't have a lot of experience, you know? And I think that there is something important about making sure that you're operating out of integrity and that what you're promising you can deliver on. So for me, I felt comfortable increasing my rates over time as my skills continued to develop and I continued to have positive results coming in. So I went from charging $500 for her sales page to thousands, which was still below industry standard, I should say, but it felt right for my experience level at the time. And I thought that was going to be the be-all, end-all fix to my issues. Okay, well, now I'm getting paid enough. I'm working. I'm going to earn the money for it. But ladies, let me just tell you, I was freaking exhausted. I was still working on back-to-back projects. When one would finish, the next would start, and it felt like this endless cycle of work. And I started getting this little nagging voice in the back of my head that was like, Crystal, this is just like your teaching job. Crystal, what are you doing? Like, this is exactly why you left. What have you created? And I kind of wanted to ignore it because honestly, that takes you down a whole rabbit hole once you admit to yourself that you've recreated your old nine to five. And I was just avoiding that at all costs. I didn't want to enter that conversation with myself. But at the same time, I spent the first three months of my business really being able to work so much on my business, so much on focusing on developing my brand, creating content, creating an email list, simple funnels, things like that. And now that I started working on consistent projects, I did not have a moment to work on my own business anymore or even like to go to the gym or take a break or spend time with my partner, Dale. Like it was honestly a really, really hard time for me because I was trying to figure out, have I made the right choice here? I'm exhausted. How do I get out of this? I don't want to go back to teaching and I've got something good going here, but what do I do? And I just remember thinking, oh, I just need to finish this copy. Like, I'm just going to finish this email project and then I'll get started on the next project. And then maybe after that, I'll find time to do X, Y, and Z. And then, oh, I'd remember that I'd have this next project or this next thing lined up. I better not say no to this inquiry because I don't want to lose an opportunity. Like, tell me if you've ever had these conversations with yourself in your head where you just kind of justify the calendar that you're on in this go, go, go cycle, because that's what I was doing. So even though decent money started coming in, I really, really quickly burnt out and I knew it wasn't sustainable and I didn't want to stay in that place. And one day I saw an email from a copywriter that I admired who was offering a day rate service. 
So I was super intrigued in this and I binged her services page and I immediately felt like I was completely unqualified. She had like over five years experience, I think 10 times, maybe like 50 times the amount of testimonials that I did. And honestly, she just generally had her shit together or it looked like to me, she had her shit together. And there I was sitting less than a year of copywriting experience, good, but limited limited, limited results from clients and no formal marketing training, none. So I felt really unqualified, but holy shit, did I love the look of day rates? I don't know if you are familiar with what they are, so I'll recap quickly in case you're not. A day rate is a service that you provide in a day. And if you're a done for you service provider like me, like a copywriter or a graphic designer or social media manager or photographer, it is where you take one of your packages that might typically be longer let's say, a sales page design project if you're a designer, and you essentially condense that down into a day project. So you give them a chance to skip the project queue. They can get in line early, be able to get services quickly from you. You don't have to spend a long time on projects. And you cut out a lot of the unnecessary pieces, and you're still focusing on giving them the same transformation. That's essentially what a day rate is at a nice high-ticket price point. And this kicked off phase two for me. So I decided, even though I felt completely unqualified, I was like, no one else is going to promote me to doing day rates. I have no boss now. I just decided to go for it. I knew that I could wait and I could get five years copywriting experience and I could do all these other things and I could listen to my imposter syndrome talking to me saying, you know, you're too early, you need to pay your dues, you need to do X, Y, and Z, but it wasn't going to get me out of the situation I was in now. I could do that. I could wait. Or I could just go for it. So that's what I did. I spent a lot of time streamlining my workflows, trying to figure out how to make a day rate work for me because I didn't want to just copy, you know, some generalized template. Like I really wanted to make sure it worked effortlessly with the way that I worked and how I wanted to work with clients going forward. I spent a lot of time learning what my clients really cared about. And big hint here, it was not the length of the project. And so I leaned into designing that perfect no-brainer day rate offer for my clients. And if you followed me back then, thank you, by the way, for being in my community for so long. But if you followed me back then, you might even remember the first time I came out and I launched my day rates and, oh, it just felt so, so good because they just made sense to me. And I want you to think about it for a second because it's pretty backwards for us to say, I want you to be slower at what you do. I only want to pay you a lot of money if you take a really, really long time to do something. Not because you're doing it better or because you're making sure it's more refined, but because you're spending more time on it, I only want to pay you more then. Basically, that's people saying, please don't streamline your expertise over time. I want to pay you more for a longer project, even if the deliverables are the same. It sounds really backwards, right? But like our first inclination, and I think this is so rooted in the foundations of our society and how our work culture has been set up because our first inclination, at least mine was, is to think, okay, well, the less time I'm working, the less I should make, right? Somebody pays me more for more time. And there's a really big flaw with that because that means our value is tied to our time, our time that we spend versus our expertise and the transformation that we're giving someone. 
that's what our value is really tied to. So I went down a whole tangent, kind of just opening up my eyes, unboxing these different beliefs, unlearning what I had learned. And I'm really, really lucky that I stumbled onto this idea of day rates early on because I believe that that is the, a huge proponent of my success in that first year because it really allowed me to experiment, to hone in on my processes, to develop my very simplified day rate framework that I now have that then reduced my project timelines from like three to four week projects into one day or sometimes five day projects depending. Because of course, there are some projects that I extend into VIP weeks, because sometimes you do need a bit more time. But the VIP day rate process really helped me just condense everything and put it into a simple, clean process. So summer 2020 is when I launched those. First, I launched it to my email list, which is where I landed my first copy audit client, if you remember that. So I had a really warm email list. Email marketing so, so key. I'd been nurturing them for several months. That's where I landed my first day rate client. And I started getting requests consistently to do other projects with people from my email list, from Instagram, and from referrals mainly. Those were and still are my three main revenue generators. And then I started booking repeat projects with clients as I continued and started to work with more people. The best part here was honestly, I went from working like overloaded on all those projects where I'd been like crying on my keyboard in the beginning to working just four day rates a month, averaging about one per week is how I set it out. And then I spent the rest of the time just working on my business. So as I did that, I spent about one day a week doing day rate. And then I spent the other four days a week working my ass off on my business So I continued to tweak and perfect my day rate offer over time and ended up now creating what I share with others, which is my day rate genius framework. And if you're thinking about incorporating day rates, which if you're a service provider, I highly recommend you do. I recommend focusing on the areas I've outlined in my framework. So I'll just break them down quickly. Have a notebook, write these down so you can go and implement in your own business. The first one is the transformation. So really focus on what is it that they're going to walk away with from your day rate. Number two, the guarantee. How's your expertise going to be spent? What are you guaranteeing to your client? Number three, the experience. Of course, I'm going to say white glove service 100% all the way. What kind of an experience are you going to create for them? And number four, the structure. So how are you setting yourself up for success in your day rate? So if you're thinking about day rates like I was, definitely give it its time. It is so, so worth it and start with those areas. And it takes time to develop that on your own, but use these as a guiding structure to help you implement and refine your process. Now, because I always get asked about the numbers, let's just switch gears for a quick second. And I want to recap them for you. People always are interested and I was too, knowing like what's possible and also what's, um, people want to know what's normal, but like I'll say, I say that in quotes because there's no normal. Everybody's business looks differently. Um, So this is the first time I'm sharing and I'm happy to show you what was happening internally in my business over those first several months. So in March, 2020, I made $0 in business. April, I made $107. And that was when I got my first 
audit client and then I think that she tipped me $10. I think the website audit was $97 and she added on uh, gratuity, which was very sweet of her. Then in May, I made $1,258. Then in June, I had my first 5K month. Let me also say that was my first day rate month. So end of May and in June, I launched, no, I believe in June, I launched my day rates. And then later that month, I had my first one. So first 5K month. Then in July, I had my first 8K month. It was $8,339. And from there on, revenue just continued to increase throughout the year, starting because of day rates, but also in huge part to what the free time day rates allowed me to do, right? So this really enters into the next phase. Phase three, course creation. So I had a lot of quote unquote free time. And I say that in quotes because I don't want you to get it twisted. Like I was not just like working four days a month and doing nothing else. Although you certainly could, but I love my job and I love my business and I love working. And I had a lot of goals. So I was still working full time, just not full time on other people's businesses. I decided and I chose to work part time on people's businesses and then majority rest of the time on my own business primarily instead of client work. So I spent August 2020 and September 2020 creating my first digital product, which is called Ignite Your Inbox, an email copywriting course. And this is a whole topic for another episode on how I went to create this and execute. But I spent essentially weeks drafting curriculum, resources, filming, editing, and then I did several day rate projects for myself to write the launch copy for IYI. Then in October of 2020, I launched the course and I started bringing in passive income while then continuing to take on three to four day rates a month. This combo effect allowed me to grow my income and not just grow my income, but diversify my income, which is very, very important because there are always going to be ebbs and flows in business. So I was able to then create diversified revenue streams, grow my income and repeat the process in different areas of my business. But I really don't want, even though this is an important thing to talk about, revenue numbers are important and I want to be transparent with you. I also don't want money to be the primary beneficiary of this story because it's honestly not. My time was. IYI is still going strong to this day and I continue to get passive income from it. And day rates also have allowed me to then create other passive products, which has just been so, so fun. And also allowed me to then choose other longer projects that I'm interested in or passionate about to take on. But more so, Darius gave me the time, time to start living again. I was able to take time off, travel again, log off by 5.30 and spend time with Dale. This is a hard rule in our house now. I was able to bring on junior copywriters to help me in the writing process. I was finally able to spend more time away from my desk than I do at it, something I talk about so, so often because I think it's so important for us always to come back to that why, to the root vision that we had. Why did we start this business? What are we here to do both for our clients and for our own lives, right? So I have to warn you, if you are thinking of day rates, there is a very dangerous side effect here, which is realizing So much of the constructs of our working society are built on outdated old ideals. I now question literally everything to do with time, 
how I'm spending it, how people expect it of me, and what our days really should be or can be spent doing. There is so much that we do in a day-to-day that we don't actually need to do. So side tangent, I continue to encourage you to question how you're spending your time, how you can change and adapt, whether that's day rates or something completely different in your life, the way that you are executing on projects, on personal pieces, on other areas of your life so that you have more free time to then allocate to what you actually want. So the last phase of this story, phase four, really starts at the end of that first fiscal year and followed me through into the second year of business, which I will talk about another time in depth for you. But phase four for me was growing the second arm to my business. I now have a multidisciplinary business. We have the education platform on one side and we have the copy studio on the other side. And I had the time and I was getting a lot of requests from other service providers, especially copywriters, to mentor them in growing their business. So I had the time then to build out the edu platform side of my business. And again, that was really only possible because I had those free days in the week where I could prioritize that. And this allowed me to then grow my third stream of revenue because it's all about diversification making sure that you have lots of streams of revenue able to pour into the business on all fronts. So if one of those dips or goes down, then you've got backups in place. So I started then getting asked to share my day rate framework a lot with other copywriters, designers, service providers. And at the end of 2020 in December, I hosted the very first day rate genius masterclass, which saw women land dream clients, book out their services three to four months in advance just from day rates and hit their highest ever income goals. Hello, 20K months. I'm serious. Within weeks of this event, it was like, it was, it was incredible. It was a really impactful moment for me to be able to see the ripple effect of what changing our mindset and our constructs around this working expectation can actually do and how that can impact our lives. Full stop. And women continue to ask about this to this day, and I am so excited to announce that I am hosting Day Rate Genius Masterclass live again on March 3rd, 2022, to teach you how to do exactly this, free up your time, condense your offers, and deliver the same rockstar transformation to your clients. I've added new resources and... All of the things that I've learned and tweaked and refined in my own systems after doing day rates for the past two years. So Day Rate Genius Masterclass is the only place I'm sharing all of these details and I'm going to talk to you exactly about my four-step framework, how I go through that, how you can too, so you can create a day rate that's specific to you, your niche, your client, and your deliverables, and just get back your time, allow you to start taking control of your schedule and using your free time, whether that's to spend with your family, to work on your business, to travel, you name it. That's what we're here for. Spend more time away from your desk, full stop. So sign up for Day Rate Genius Masterclass. The link is in the description to this episode. And you really know at this point, the rest of the story, a year after this, a year after I started phase four, I retired Dale from his teaching job. I moved us to live in our dream property on the beach in Mauritius, private pool and all. And 
be able to spend time with family, on the business, however we want. It's really humbling to sit here to share this story with you today, to bring DRG back again, because it's been a wild, crazy, dream-filled ride. And the Dairy Genius Framework was the catalyst for change in my life and for so many other women who've gone through it as well. Now it is your turn. All you need to do to streamline your process for your projects and position this VIP service as the swoon-worthy transformation that your clients are craving, done and dusted in just a few days, is implement the Dayrate Genius Framework and be able to then get back more of your time. So join me live for the Dayrate Genius Masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. The link is in the description. And if you have any questions about this or if it might work for your specific offers or industry or niche, no worries whatsoever. Pop on over to Instagram. Link is also in the description. Send me a DM and I'll give you my honest feedback. I'll send you a little message and let you know if I think it's applicable. And if it's not, maybe best steps, practices, or I'll refer you to somebody else who I think can help as well. All right. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you next time. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please head over to leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. It means so much to our growth and being able to reach and support more business owners like you. And if you enjoyed today's insights and would love an opportunity to sit down one-on-one with yours truly, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories with your biggest takeaway right now. Every four weeks, we're choosing a listener just like you to hop on a free coaching call together. The next one could be you. Have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next time.